Grace and peace are yours in abundance in your knowledge of God and your Savior, Jesus Christ. God's word for us this morning comes from the Gospel lesson in the fifth chapter of Luke, where we hear again at verse 8, when Simon Peter saw the miraculous catch of fish, he fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. For he and all who were with him were astonished at the catch of fish that they had taken, and so also were James and John, sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. And Jesus said to Simon, Do not be afraid. From now on, you will be catching men. And when they had brought their boats to land, they left everything and followed him. This is God's word. When I was in high school, I tried out for a play, and to my surprise, I made the cast. I was excited at first, till it dawned on me that I knew next to nothing about acting. It's one thing to act like a goofball. That I could do. But to act on stage with everybody watching, well, that was a completely different setting. Fortunately, our director had lots of experience and had us go through various exercises to help us improve, and one exercise in particular sticks out in my mind. The director split the cast up into pairs, and then one of us was blindfolded. Our partner had to guide us through the book stacks in the library without hitting anything, using only words. Turn left, turn right, stop. Okay, go. I got the blindfold first. And I was starting to reconsider this whole acting thing. But as my partner gave me good directions, my trust in that person began to grow. It was an exercise in trust and teamwork. Things that were probably more important to the success of a high school play than the talent or ability of any one actor. Full disclosure, it was scary to let someone else lead me around. But trust was built as I followed the words of my partner. Have you ever wondered what what went on inside of the men that Jesus approached with the summons, follow me? You ever wondered what moved them to answer the calling of the Lord? I'm getting personal now. Would you say that you are following Jesus? In my high school blindfold scenario, in the case of Jesus' disciples, and in your own life of faith, following and trust 
are closely linked. In today's Gospel reading, we see Jesus establishing trust with Simon Peter, and he does it in two major ways. The first is this unlikely catch of fish that Jesus causes. It's fascinating. After finishing his teaching from Peter's boat, which means that Peter at least heard Jesus talking, Jesus then enters Peter's area of expertise and suggests something that, frankly, did not sound like it was going to work. It would be like me waltzing into a mechanic's garage and offering tips about engine repair. For whatever reason, Peter responds respectfully, saying, At your word, I will let down the nets. And to Peter's shock, it works. It's a record-breaking catch of fish, net-breaking, too. Jesus' odd suggestion works and works unusually well, demonstrating Jesus' words are trustworthy. However, this ignites an emotional reaction in Peter. The rugged fisherman is disarmed. His awareness of Jesus' identity as unfinished as it was moved him to confession. Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. Peter said that, having fallen at Jesus' knees. What struck at Peter's heart was, this Jesus is holy, and I'm not. Something's got to give. And here's the second way that Jesus builds trust. He doesn't depart from Peter. He doesn't leave. Peter's sinfulness, as big as it was, was not enough to chase Jesus away. What Peter does not yet know is that Jesus is going to pay off Peter's big sin debt on the cross. But Jesus knows. And that enables him to say, do not be afraid. Do you see the point of this? Recognizing your sin does not disqualify you from being with Jesus. In fact, it's the only way in. That's so important, I'm going to say it again. Recognizing your sin does not disqualify you from being with Jesus. In fact, it's the only way in to a relationship with him. Peter's ready for what Jesus is giving. Right now, Peter does not have to be afraid of holiness. Why? 
because Jesus has said so. And then comes the blindfold. You remember my intro? Being led around with no idea where I was going except for the words of my partner? Well, here's Peter's blindfold. Jesus said, from now on, you'll be catching men. It's a blindfold in the sense that there is no way Peter could have understood what Jesus was talking about. Not really. For this to work, he was going to have to listen to Jesus and trust Jesus' words and just follow. Turn left, turn right, stop. Go, make disciples, go, baptize, and teach. And we're told in verse 11 that Peter and James and John and Andrew, who's not named but was certainly there, left everything and followed him. Now, make no mistake, as you follow Jesus through life, you may wonder, where is he leading me? The disciples had the same concern. These same men who seemed to have such a perfect response to Jesus' call didn't really understand his mission. They would worry about and get into arguments over who would be the greatest disciple. They would prevent little children from coming to meet with Jesus. A few even betrayed the one who called them. At best, their trust in Jesus was uneven. They struggled against that blindfold. But Jesus did not depart from these sinful men. He stayed. He forgave. He removed fear. And they followed. Ultimately, they followed him to Jerusalem. They followed him to an upper room, to a dark garden, to a judgment hall, and finally, a few followed him to Golgotha, to the hill of the skull where Jesus was nailed to a cross. And in the words of the Apostle John, it was there that Jesus showed them the extent of his love. And then, 40 days after his resurrection, Jesus led them to another hilltop. The disciples followed the living Son of God to the top of this hill where he truly made them fishers of men. Just before ascending into heaven, Jesus gave the command, Go 
make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to observe everything I have commanded you and I am with you always to the very close of the age. They had followed Jesus through good times and bad times and good times again, and now it was time for the disciples to become disciplers, to go fishing for men and women, drawing people up out of the depths of sin and death and catching them in the great net of God's grace in Jesus. If you ever wonder, where is Jesus leading me? Remember where he led his disciples. He led them to his cross, and he leads you there too when you are burdened, when you are beaten down by your sin. He leads you through repentance to the refreshment of forgiveness of sins, reminding you of just how much he loves you, the extent of his love for you. And remember, Jesus led his disciples to a mountain where he made them disciplers. He commissioned them to go fish for people. So wherever Jesus leads you, he wants the same. Wherever he's placed you, cast your net. Catch people with kindness, with caring. Grab them with grace. Now, you may not be able to see where you are going. So listen to the guiding words of Jesus. He's worthy of your trust. Let him lead you. Please pray with me. In what you give us, Lord, to do together or alone, in old routines or ventures new, may we not cease to look to you, the cross you hung upon, all you endeavored, done. Amen. Amen.